0: What's up, Dirty Cones? Mark and I are back. I was going to let you say hello. Um, we're back, part two. It's a week later. The world is still here. Nothing has exploded or gone down. So, peaceful transition into the next uh, president. And uh, looks like a beautiful day. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, yeah, 46. Here you go, right? Uh,
1: new, new, uh, life to the country, new breath, new beginning, if you will, and, um, other than the windstorms and ugly weather where you're at, all all else is good.
0: Nice. So, uh, you wanted to jump back in where we were, or what, how you want to do this?
1: till now you know there's if we categorize them i'll put them in the bucket Just like maybe four or five different types of relationships so let me let me take a think through this so when you're growing up you don't have a choice you go to school you meet kids that's what in psychology they call pumping cutie you met someone there because you had to be there and they had to be there and you guys ended up meeting um that could happen anywhere but those Off to college, or to the military, or to work, or wherever they go. Get married after high school, and 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 they go live their lives, and you're done.
0: So let let me ask you, what is like your oldest friend? Oldest friend, not related. Oldest. Oldest friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I I have a a lady who's been a mother to me uh, since I was three. Yeah. And I still talk to her, like, call her up Mother's Day. I, I mean, I call her up once a month, but I mean, like, on the important days as well, but just, like, that's how long she's been in my life. Yeah. Yeah,
1: to recognize how long someone's been in your life, uh, versus friendship versus someone you you know talk to all the time. I mean those are different but uh, to put it simply there are families and of those families through my mom that they were all teachers. Right. Um, their kids were the same age as me or you're older or you're younger or whatever. And we've all yeah, I mean all my life I, I probably have you know, probably ten families growing mm-hmm. up. of that, but um, as far as, you know, uh, the but, circle
0: of... But that's okay, too, because yeah. think about, like, in the military, you can call up people that you served with, and it could be 20 uh-huh. years you haven't talked yeah. to them, and you pick right back up where you were.
1: Yeah, yeah. Campo is a good example of that. I mean, it's, um, I was looking for him for a long time, I was like, what? Why can't I find this dude, you know? <laughs> and, um, we had such a good time in basic, because both doing the house-mouse, house mouth tours and and stuff like that. But I would say um, those type of friends, you pick up something, yeah, those are bonds for life. But then you go to the next level. The next level is those friends you have around you that you're relying on to help you with, you know, day-to-day stuff or relationships or whatever. You can rely on them to give them a call. Like Borough has all that experience there. You know, now we're relying on each other to either further our cause. call a friend from high school, an old friend from high school, that's going to look kind of weird that I have to talk. (laughs)
0: Right, but but I think that that's okay because sometimes maybe you do connect – because I have friends – so my my oldest friend I've had since the eighth grade, and I think that what – so it started off as, oh, we were in in class together. Oh, we both skate. Oh, we both like heavy metal and punk music and surfing. Like the more connections you have with a person, the more likely – you are to continue you know cuz had it just been well we were in school together uh well then i'd probably be talking to everybody in class but he's the only one that i still talk to yeah. uh and it's yeah all the different levels but i think that like i want to say most people so say in the in in the military that's mostly where you get the you can pick up the phone and call anybody anytime maybe yeah. a sorority or fraternity brother or sister maybe Uh, a police academy or a fire academy, like some kind of hard event that maybe you went through with those people that then gives you a connection with them, but that most people aren't getting those connections, one, because maybe they don't know how to make them or they don't have them, or two, because people aren't doing those hard connected classes or or a hard something in your life, working on a chain gang, you know, where you're like, oh my god, dude, we're friends. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we served them, self block five
1: Right. When they're close, you know. But you know, I, I think about some of the things, some of the crazy stuff that I, I think about when you think about relationships, and how today's society relies on texting. You know, as opposed to well, I'm going to go over so and so's house. We're just going to talk about the moon and stars, or so we're going to go ride right bikes and chat. Not a, you don't have to be at their house to do that. You don't have to be outside. That's just sitting somewhere doing it. I think that's one of the big things that doesn't help create a, a, a stronger bond. Real, um, maybe in the movies, you know, you see these guys as gamers and stuff, and they know each other really well. And we're always at each other's house having sleepovers or whatever. I don't I don't do not see that with my daughter's friends. Or, or daughters, you know, they don't do too much
0: gaming, but they do, but not like that. So, so, so think about this, because this is what Shanda and an Idea, that we've been working on, is that um, so you, you've heard me talk about you the tattoo they have on me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Alright, and how the, the Spartans had teams, and they would put two guys together, a strong guy with a quick guy, a smart guy with a strong guy, like, you'd put people in with different weaknesses, and and therefore, together as a team, they had no weakness because they could cover for each other. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at building bonds or friendships for young men and women now, you know, say 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, the, the age group that were, well, 14 to 24 with a couple 37s. But if we put these people together with... They have similar ideas, maybe they have you know similar backgrounds, but one strong in the land, one strong in the water, and we put them together as a team. And hopefully, if we can get them, because the Air Force will allow you to join with a friend, we pair you up with somebody that will be there with you. That will you know you're having a bad day, they're there for you. You're having a bad day, you're there for them. Like and and start and maybe it starts off as an Indian marriage, you know, it's a setup, but. If, if someone, if, if Capo sets you up with me and you to be friends and we become what we are, imagine if we'd met when we were like 14. Yeah, yeah. W- right? We'd have yeah. cancer cured, the budget would be good, and world peace. We would yeah, be eating right. tacos and <laughs> surfing every single day. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that you know, it's a step beyond. Mentorship. I don't. I don't like using the term mentorship. When the Air Force said we're going to have a mentorship program, yeah. I immediately thought, well, I, I know for a fact that somebody you know came up to me when I was younger and said, "I'm going to be your mentor." I'd be like, "Okay, that, that's great." That's my attitude. I, I wanted to learn. I wanted to do stuff and, right. and improve. But I know that it doesn't go that far with a lot of people in the sense that, hey, you're you're only. Here, because you you have to be here, or the right. guy that's the mentor says, oh, I have to be your mentor. You know, I mean, when you force that, mm-hmm. that's much different than letting it happen. You know, well, naturally, or because not everyone is a a good men, we'll say you, a good mentor versus a mentor.
0: Well, no, no, this this any or so it's it's this friendship. This is a relationship.
1: Really, no, no, no. I agree
0: with that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But but I'll give you on your thing. How many mentors do you know in the Air Force, though? Because from Pure what
1: mentors that I had, I had a, a good handful that really I still keep in touch with today.
0: Right? Okay, I want to tell you that from what I saw when when they've told people to be mentors, that they weren't mentors and that they didn't do anything and that they held yeah. on to the knowledge that they had even more and didn't share. I I saw yeah, very few people
1: believe that. People believe knowledge is power and if I share that. I'm yep. out of. I, I'm not going to be needed, you know.
0: Yeah. So. Which is totally not true. I, and yeah. And I think that you're living proof of that because you share your knowledge and you share very abundantly, and yet you, if that who the person who shares gets, and you get more by giving and sharing and not worrying about yourself, being a producer, not being a a consumer. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think. If,
1: like we said on the last podcast, you know, I'll talk to anyone who will listen to me. But it's most, for the most part, I like dialoguing. Yep. What do I know about that subject? What do I know? How can I improve? You know, am I correct? Am I not correct? Teaching you how to speak, um, not in riddles, but <laughs> in, in, the, in the sense that when you speak to someone, are you BSing? Are you BSing to? see how they're gonna react, are you playing psychological games? I know people that do that in, in well in our industry, I'm sure it's in other industries. From a management standpoint, from you know, an employee standpoint, there is a chess game going on. Yeah. You know, when there's distrust there's a chess game going on. That's a fact. Yes. And being able to dialogue with your bosses, with your peers, the less the more you dialogue altruistically, the less of the chess game is going on in the backstabbing
0: stuff, so. Well, and tell me this, does not the Air Force, now I'm speaking of riddles, does not the Air Force want you to look around and see what you can do better, safer, faster, smarter, and so we can have the world's greatest Air Force? Absolutely. Always, yeah. Always. And so you need to constantly be looking around uh, with with the Kaizen method, what can we do just a little bit better?
1: Yeah, and and there's there's fault to that because does everything always need to be improved?
0: Mm. You know,
1: right? I mean, if, if a guy last year came in and revamped your shop and said, "Hey, we're now going to put on our our suits and and, and these operations, we're going to do it this way instead of that way," and, and wow, it's proving to be that much more effective than what it was. And another guy comes and says, I'm going to revamp the whole thing and do it my way
0: Right? I think I could do an even better job. So in the corporate world, at least with,
1: with my company, we use a system. So when, before someone goes and makes all these changes, we have them write every, every single process out on a brown piece of paper, it's, we call it a USA USA project at that point, and that USA effort identifies every single practice weakness, strength in in that operation. By doing that, you will find the loopholes. You will find the inefficiencies, the redundancy, the everything, time consumption everywhere. Once you eliminate all that stuff, and if you do it again, well, from another person's perspective, maybe that team leader who was doing that didn't think of absolutely everything, so there might be some changes that need to be revamped, or maybe some of the ideas within those changes just didn't work out for whatever. Maybe certain people had to be a little more motivated or do a little bit more work in one area and less in another. But habits are hard to break. So these processes that we're talking about when, hey, look around, see if you can improve something or change something, make it better, lighter, safer, get you know, it faster, et cetera, I think it's great that we look at all that stuff, but there's a process that people have to use before they do all that. And that's where, you know, the
0: strength comes to make those changes. See, and, and this is where you being... At management or supervisory above supervisory level um comes into play because I didn't even think about like i would I would never be in a um, uh in a situation where I would revamp a whole system, but I did understand that when a new commander came in and you know well we're doing it this way and it would totally throw everybody off because you're like. Well, okay, so that's cool and everything, but we've been doing it this way for the last two years with this guy, and now you want to totally change everything, And but what also made me think of was, um, you know, the the way that we build automobiles, you know, it used to be yeah. Yeah. just people, and now, sooner or later, it's going to be just machines, and maybe there'll only be one person, so have we not evolved to where we don't even need people, and all these poor people are going to be out of jobs, whereas... Is it faster to have a a machine do it or is it better handmade? You know, um, yeah, massive change can be – well, I mean, that's why I'm into the dinosaurs, right? Massive change, meteor hit. But uh, I'm thinking about like when I tell somebody when they're working on their underwater or they're working on uh, running, I I give them little course corrections, little critiques – um, I think of like a NASCAR driver. If you watch them as they're driving, he's not really yanking and banking on the the steering wheel. It's little micro turns. So I think of everything as little yeah. micro changes, little micro yeah. turns on your compass. Right. And if you do that, little bit left, little bit right, would that not be a better process for bettering things? Or um, yeah. So,
1: so as you as you become a. a if you will, or being being trained as a, a brand new manager and starting to lead people and this and that. Most good managers will tell you don't come in and make a bunch of changes right away. Right. Even if you think it's for the betterment of that process or that company or whatever. Unless you have reason to make the changes, then go forward And, of course, note them down, but I would never go into a company unless I, I mean, if I was hired to go into a company and say, okay, I want to make you more efficient, first I have to understand exactly how they're doing stuff for a period of time. Right. Because I need to know what's working and what's not working. I need to know who's doing what, how they're doing it, et cetera, and who the leaders are. Because you'll find out who the leaders are in a company, if you stick around long enough you'll find out who the, who the players are if you will, right? Right. And once you get everything on the paper and say, okay, now I'm ready to go